0: Hi, Ramona. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. We're so happy to have you here today. You have helped millions, well, millions, by thousands of businesses right now work on their leadership and help their teams be the best they can possibly be. And it's interesting. We talked before the interview how a lot of businesses have this misconception that they're rocking and rolling in the leadership perspective and then they begin to find out oh not so much and yeah. so you go out there and help them figure out where their flaws might be and where they can get better in that uh yeah. so before we go there uh just share a little bit with our audience how you got started in this arena yeah i'd love to first off thank you for
1: having me i'm excited to speak to you today
0: oh, i'm okay. excited to have you too
1: so I got started, in, my background is in private equity, and I was kind of thrown into a leadership role fairly early on. And I had one boss in Europe and one boss that were co-heading the department in Singapore. And so I was in the U.S. by myself, starting to build up a team and lead a team. And I noticed over time that I got more and more stressed out, and I hmm. felt like things weren't just smoothly coming along as I had an experience at that, that in the cur- my career in the past. And at that point I realized, I think I need to get some help and learn how to properly lead. And I got myself a coach and I noticed through this process, how my approach as a leader, how Mm -hmm. I showed up, how I led the team, did like a 180 shift. And so looking back, I can recognize how I probably fall into every single pitfall you could possibly fall in as a (laughs) new (laughs) manager. And out of coming out of this message, what this, the quote of Mm -hmm. where you have the biggest masses, where you have the biggest message Mm -hmm. is having gone through this journey. And now, you know, looking back and then helping people within the company, but now you know, building my own business and helping leaders across a diverse range of businesses and industries
0: mm-hmm. to
1: to embark and embrace leadership and to show up the best they can for themselves, for their team and the organization.
0: That's awesome. And it's interesting because we were talking before the interview that I, I started using Glassdoor myself as a consultant, looking out there like, Where do businesses need to touch up? And I would go in and talk to employees, but sometimes they don't always tell you because they feel like, well, if I tell you, you might go back and tell my manager or the bosses and I might get fired. So I'm not going to tell you everything, but you can tell that they're leaving stuff out. But Glassdoor is this wonderful, I don't know if anyone's heard of it out there, but check it out, glassdoor.com. It allows you to go check out a business and give your own referral as an employee. And it's great if you're not only a consultant, but if you are the owner of the business to go out there and say, what are people saying about us? What can we do better? What do you find working with businesses that they don't realize as far as leadership goes in their own leadership?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Glasser is a great tool that increases transparency in that sense. Um, so one of the things that I find comes up all the time is this assumption that someone gets promoted and we're all congratulating that person um, mm-hmm. for now taking on a leadership role for the first time and everyone's excited. That person in itself is super excited. And then, you know, on the outside, they're showing uh, Celebrate, they're getting celebrated and they're looking forward, they're updating their LinkedIn profile, and they're looking forward to it. And <laughs> most of us on the inside then in that moment recognize like, so wait a second, um, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? How am I supposed to lead the team? How am I supposed to have my one-on-one meetings? Mm-hmm. How do I get them engaged? How do I deal with conflict? Possibly even they were promoted from being a former peer to now leading the team or an mm-hmm. additional challenge that comes along. And what I found is that, People have this assumption often, especially experienced people who have a lot of leadership experience to them. This comes so natural yeah. that they think, well, you get promoted and you just start leading. It's a bit like the light switch just yeah. on when in fact, leadership is more like a dimmer. Mm. Dim. You start on Monday leading a team. It's not switched, right? So it yeah. actually needs a lot of guidance um, and support along the way, which in that initial phase of someone entering a leadership career, that's also where learning is highest because people are alert, they're they're mm-hmm. aware that their all eyes are on them and their performance mm-hmm. to help them through that way and give their necessary support and resources to shape good habits, effective habits mm-hmm. as they're being built, versus ten, you know, ten, fifteen years down the road saying, Okay, we're inviting you now. Now you're VP. Now we're inviting you to a leadership development or executive coaching or some kind of process. And now let's look, look at the habits that you've built over the last 10 years and course correct. That is really hard. So that's one of the pitfalls that I see this assumption that leadership just comes natural and
0: yeah, and it's go have yeah. fun with it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny you say that because uh, many years ago when I first got my first management position, I thought I'm a pretty good leader because I leave myself pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> but I know myself very well. Right. So, uh, but then I got this crew of eight people and they didn't know me and they're like, We don't have to listen to you. And on top of it, having had managers that were kind of over, you know, over top of me and and super micromanaging, I was like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be really cool. I'm going to be their friend. And so I came in, I was like, "Uh, could you give me these copies, please? And I was real meek and mild-mannered and they just trampled all over me. Mm -hmm. And it took me about eight months to really build their trust and to build their respect And, and coming out of my shell with it's okay to say, hey, we're going to do this and get behind me, but also be and realize my first thing. And this was really good, uh, Ramona. My first thing as our team is we had to put together this big project. And because I was brand new and I was really, you know, uncomfortable with the managing role, I I told the people that were working with me here, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And they just all fell apart. They didn't do what I asked them to do. The, The project was a big failure. And I thought, well, this is this is me. It starts at the top. I was given this project to give my team. If they didn't perform, it's on me. What did I do wrong? Um, so, you know, uh, wh- what do you think about that perspective? Someone coming in, they're not used to managing. How do they begin to get a handle of what proper leadership is?
1: Yeah. So there's two things that I would um, encourage to, to kind of take in. One is what well, you said. Actually, you took ownership in that moment, right? It's on me. And it, that, uh, that mindset shift that needs to happen of – Hey, I, you said it, like I was really good leading myself. So the self-leadership is usually what gets people to be promoted in the first place. Mm -hmm. But that me mindset of I'm performing, um, I'm doing good. I got it. I'm the expert. And so if I solve it, it will be a success. Mm -hmm. That works until you start your leadership career. And at that point, there needs to be this shift in mindset Mm -hmm. of now this is about the people. Mm
0: -hmm. So how
1: do I help the people be successful? Mm -hmm. I'm in that position. Shifting mindset to to seeing how do I support the people on my team, mm-hmm. without stepping in to problem solve all the time, right? Yeah. So once you go in and you're like, "Oh, I can help you. Do you have a question? Let me fix it. Let me tell you what to do." Mm-hmm. Then you're likely gonna feel stressed out. It's too much on your shoulders, but also the team doesn't feel empowered because now they're just yeah now they're just executing your orders, mm-hmm. whether or not they're they're agreeing with it or not, right? they're agreeing in agreement with it. Yeah. And so so that big mindset shift of now it's about others. It's the one thing that I see is the hardest for people, even people who have 10, 15, 20 years of leadership Mm. experience. They sometimes still struggle with this um, because it's a success formula all their lives. It's been about how they can accomplish things and that's Mm. what made them successful. And all of a sudden they're supposed to look at this different. It's hard.
0: Mm. yeah it's hard it really is is. what what happened for me and was a really good tool for me is looking at one of my best managers i had personally and what i noticed about him is he did just what you said is that every single team member he would look at their strengths and he would play to that okay you're good at this you're going to do that me i like to go on the edge and kind of learn and grow so i was taking spanish courses so he said okay you take care of all the spanish Clients now, I'm like, whoa, dude, first in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But you, I, you
1: know, he gave that to you. You felt empowered, I'm like, oh my god, this guy trusts me in, in me handling it. And I'm sure your learning curve just spiked. Yeah, exactly. Motivation and engagement did too.
0: Exactly. Right? And what was interesting about this particular manager is that everyone felt that they could do their best. They felt trusted. They could work out deals with clients. And then now here's the shift. We had a new manager. She's a woman. I think it was a first leadership. Role and she really wants to prove herself, she became super micro manager. And I was the one that did the performance checks on all of the client. and they said, okay, performance report, send it in, blah, blah, blah. So I sent it into the controller. It went 80% down when she took over and wow. she was like, what, what, what What's going on here? I am I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can and see that's the sad part is she is doing everything she's can, but she's not letting her team do everything they can. And the yep. people that work for, they've got, she's got resources, awesome people that know how to do their job. She needs to trust them so they could trust her.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that when people come to me and I say I need some help with time management, I just have too much on my plate. I'm constantly putting out fires. Mm. That to me like rings the bell of let me let's talk about how you delegate. Let's talk about how you what what happens when a problem arises. Are you going to right? Are you going to solve it? Are you taking it on? Does someone come to you and says like, Hey, I have this problem. And because you feel like the expert, you probably are, you think, oh, let me solve this for Mm. you. That employee walks back out and thinks, that was easy. My boss is just taking care of it and he will solve it. Mm. Sounded like a win-win, right? The the boss felt good because he was able to step in and solve it. And the employee Mm. felt good because the problem is off his his chest, his shoulders. But what happens if you have five employees who all start doing this, because it builds a pattern it worked really well mm. but then at some point the boss will just be putting out fires fires left and right and not be All able there. to to give support and to empower them to do to solve the problems on you know, themselves yeah. and then have the higher level thinking of doing the strategic uh, planning of okay what is my what is Christine's um, strength and how do I now allocate work to her what does she need who needs attention in terms mm. of coaching yeah along the way or even team building and growth and all those kind of questions just get buried under the fires that need to be put out on a daily basis
0: no you're absolutely right and in fact what was interesting about this great manager i had is he would say to you if you came in with a problem great what's your plan b and c yeah like, oh, plan b? <laughs> yeah i didn't have that i thought you had that no that's you what, what do you have Bring yeah. it to the table what are your plan b and c and yeah. you know we used to be like oh we have to think of plan b and c but it got us excited because we oh, okay here's my plan boom here's my other plan. Boom. He's like, okay, let's try B. Okay. B's not working. Let's try C. And so he's always keeping us on the edge, but you know, we felt, I used to love to go to work every Monday at this place because of his leadership. And so, yeah. And so what can people, business owners, um, maybe you work in a company and you're a leader. What can you do to get a handle on where you're at? Where's your temperature at as far as your leadership skills? Where do you start to get a um, feeling of where you're at?
1: Yeah. So two suggestions. One is simply the way I start every coaching engagement is by doing a 360 degree feedback assessment, which means that we're looking at getting getting input from everyone that they're not everyone, but from peers and from team members and from other stakeholders and the manager to see how are they perceiving us? Because we're working with blind spots. We all have them. So the things we don't know, we don't know mm. are the blind spots. And and the only way to uncover them is with a coach who asks questions that no one would ever ask us, we would never think about, or by looking at feedback from people to get an insight into how do they perceive me? So I might think I am really like strong and confident and I nail this and I'm great. And other people think I'm, uh, a very typical, be like, I'm an arrogant leader who is not compassionate. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like, oh my goodness, I thought this was my strength and people love this about me. Then it's like realizing in this particular situation with a team member, it's actually not effective. Mm-hmm. That's the first is like, if you possibly can get a coach or if you can do this within your organization to just to get feedback from people that you work with to, to expand your horizon, tap into those blind spots.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and also hidden strength, right? Things that we, come to us really natural we don't think that they're anything special and then other people say like she is great i have a client who says everyone says she is great at communicating a vision and inspiring us And she says i i never mm. thought of that mm. so we start exploring how can you break do more of that what responsibilities projects, initiatives can you take on for the company to bring more of the strength to your work which gives visibility and, and, yeah. uh, you know, opportunity increases likelihoods for promotions and so forth. Yeah. So that's one. And then if you, if that's not a possibility, then this concept of feed forward, which was by the uh, executive coach, pretty famous and uh, guy author and and consultant named Marshall Goldsmith, who mm-hmm. introduced this concept uh, decades ago, a feed forward, mm-hmm. which is not to ask for feedback, but to ask people for advice. So mm-hmm. let's say you're thinking, you know, this week, what didn't work so well was maybe the presentation I gave to this client. I wonder, kind of the results or the outcome wasn't as I expected. And then think, okay, let me tap into this for a little bit. And instead of asking like, hey, what did you think about my performance? Where people start hesitating and giving mm. feedback, especially if you are the boss. yeah, People may kind of sugarcoat the feedback yeah. and they're not quite sure how transparent they can be. The way to switch this is to ask for feed forward, which means... Not to ask, how did I do? But hey, next time we have a presentation, what would you advise me to do? Ooh, I or, like that. Either, yeah. Or, or say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with mm-hmm. time management or with, with, you know, figuring out how to be effective with my emails. What mm-hmm. advice would you have for me? How, what works for you? Wow.
0: Right. That's so it's great. a very
1: open dialogue. It just increases this open, it, yeah. transparent conversation without any
0: constraints of the yeah. feedback that feedback
1: has. Yeah.
0: I love that because it empowers the other person they're talking to, to say, Hey, I value your thoughts and how you see what's going on here. And I'm going to take that into consideration, see how I can implement that. And if you could do that on all sides, everyone grows. I love that. And, and as well as the, when you said prior, you know, that, uh, what, even your feedback, getting even feedback from them, but allowing a, a open, transparent place where people feel okay to yeah. give their value to, you know, opinions and thoughts yeah. would be a good, a good step. Cause I, I see a lot of businesses say, Oh yeah, we value everyone. And then I talk to the employees and they're like, yeah, if we say anything, we're fired. They're top behind our back. la la." Yeah. la. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You got to work yeah. on that. peeps." Yeah.
1: So it's exactly an ongoing so. process. Go. So that's actually an important point because once someone gives advice, the only thing you want to say is thank you. That's right. Thank you for the advice and take a note. I take this into consideration not to start arguing or not to say that's actually not good advice or this doesn't Or
0: get defensive, la, la, la.
1: Exactly. Because that will um, crush the whole idea. I know. It's like, well, I'm not
0: saying that again. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Exactly. So thank you. Write a note. I will take this into consideration. This was helpful and that's it.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, this has been fabulous advice for all business owners out there and maybe even, even employees or managers who want to be better leaders because we can all be better leaders in our lives and in our, in our company in our businesses and in our job. And I want to thank you. Where can people go find out more about you, work with you? How can they do that?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I'm fairly active on LinkedIn under Ramona Shaw. I also have a website, ramonashaw.com. And I have a free masterclass called How to Become the Confident High-Performing Boss People Love to Work For. And that it, there's a lot of good content, uh, free content available for someone to just tap into it a little bit further.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ramona. Everyone, please go to ramonashaw.com. And thank you so much for sharing your value and wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you, Chrissy.